Welcome to the Faith Over Everything podcast that covers literally everything, whether it's pop culture, religion, politics, relationships, fashion and beauty, entertainment, or Black culture, Post Faith Wimberly is talking about it. Tune in every other Wednesday for a new episode available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you name it. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to today's podcast. It's a special podcast. It's a different different podcast for me because today um, we're talking about a very dear friend of ours. Um, I have a guest who I'm going to allow her to introduce herself in a moment. But today is a show just really celebrating the life of a friend, um, Danielle Walker Williams. So um, I met Danielle in college. My guest today has known Danielle. She's going to tell you guys all about it, but she's known Danielle since high school. Right, Reagan? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so it's just funny because I met Reagan in church a long time ago. And then um, I saw her, I think years ago, just in passing, she was probably with Danielle or something like that. And, you know, it's just such a small world. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, okay, what's up? So, um, so yeah, so Reagan expressed at Danielle's Danielle's memorial service. She passed away, unfortunately. Her memorial service was a couple of weeks ago, and so Reagan was just like, hey, we should jump on a podcast just to talk about how she did things and just her story and stuff like that. And I just thought that was an amazing idea. So Reagan, thank you for being on the show. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, so it's I'm Reagan. Um, obviously, we met at church, Carter Temple CME. I think we we're about what twelve or yeah, yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> and then, um, I actually went to so many schools, but I went to Morgan Park my freshman year. Mm-hmm. It was quite a ways away from home. That didn't work out, so I ended up transferring to Kenwood. Oh. So I, in mid-year of my freshman year when I got into Kenwood. So I came in, everybody was already friends already. You know how it is, you transfer. Mm-hmm. And um, I was not the athlete, but I was, uh, I, I sang. So I was in concert choir and Danielle was actually in high school. So right now, I'm, I mean, I was a hairstylist. Okay, I'm, I'm going, I'm speeding past. Okay. I was, hairstylist for like 15 years and then um I was in the workforce here and there so now I'm back in the workforce um doing nine to five job Uh, I work for the state now but I was doing hair and I love doing hair but I also got a little bored of it I didn't like standing behind the chair so you know so uh I met Danielle in high school, back to Danielle. I met her in high school. She was in a pom-pom team, and I didn't like going home right away after school. So all these after-school programs, uh, we would practice choir, and then I'm like, what do I do? I don't want to go home. And so Danielle, same way, like, I don't want to go home either. <laughs> so obviously, she was younger than me, a year younger, and she always was up for anything. Like, where are you going, Reagan? I'm like, girl, I'm about to go um up north um go up north for what where you going uh i'm gonna see this guy she's like oh i'm gonna go and she just was like what ride it down whatever you want to do 
So uh, speeding up, because we all had our own friend groups. Mm -hmm. So she was in my immediate friend group, but we had our own connection. Well, everybody graduate. I moved in my senior year of high school, so I didn't walk the stage with everybody else. And a lot of people know that. But Kenwood was special for me, so I always went to the reunions. Mm -hmm. I always you know, associated with all our fellow uh, classmates uh, down the ways. But we lost connection, me and Danielle, when she went to college. Mm -hmm. um, but those reunions actually kept us connected in a way. Mm -hmm. You know, Facebook did somewhat, but it was the reunions at the school mm -hmm. where people were coming to town and certain people were coming to town. Also, the house picnics where I will run into oh, you yes. a lot. Yep. And it's you so many times. And I will, <laughs> like, you and her were like the constants that will always run into us. <laughs> so, um, about four or five years ago, Danielle was like, I saw her at a reunion. And she said, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm back in Chicago. I was like, what? We got to, you know, get together. So we started doing that. And we were inseparable. It was like we never missed a beat. She was so, mm -hmm. like, everybody was saying at the memorial, this was the constant everybody was saying. She always stayed the same. She was true to yeah. who she was. She treated everybody equally. She never, like, wavered in, like, how she treated people. Yeah. I'm going to get emotional away. Okay. Um, Take your time. So I didn't have, I don't have like a great large group of, you know, girlfriends or anything. So she became one of them. So um, she just always made me feel very comfortable and being myself. Mm -hmm. um, no judgment um, and whatnot. Um, very encouraging. She knew I did hair. She was like, Reagan, you, you're going to do this to my hair. I know you can do it. I know you can pull it off. I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I don't I really do hair no more. No, I know you can do it. Let's do it. Um, she encouraged me to start doing wigs. Uh, one of her aunts has senior relationships with senior women that live in the senior home. And, uh, Danielle spread the word like, yeah, Reagan does it. You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> so now I'm making these wigs for these women like 85 years old. They pay me every weekend to come back, do two and three wigs at a time. Wow. Yeah, oh my God. So I got all this on. Um, Danielle was a go, go, go person. Like as I got older, I started to slow down. Like I was at the what's popping at 16, okay? Right, the, I got it. Right, you know, so yeah. I was like, no, let's go out, let's do this, let's do that. So I was, I was in it with her. I was definitely in it with her. It wasn't until maybe like three years ago that you know she started having like, I'm at the hospital. Like, what do you mm -hmm. mean you're in the hospital? Oh, no, don't worry about it. It was just something, um, water, a little fluid, you know, something, something. Um, and so I say that to say my friend was so about her, the life of, you know, being happy. And she just wanted to live, live. Yeah. 
do what she wanted to do, enjoy what she had going on for herself. Um, I haven't celebrated my birthday since I was 30. She was insistent. No, you're going to have your birthday party in my yard. I'm like, <laughs> it's COVID, girl. Like, <laughs> oh, it's space. We're going to do this. You're going to have social distancing. We're going to have hand sanitizer. You're going to, it's going to, like, okay. Um, and, I mean, just that short period of time, me reconnecting with her for four years, um, it was very special for me. It was definitely more special than some of the very long relationships that I've already had. Mm-hmm. With, um, only because I knew it was, she meant everything she said to me, did for me. Um she definitely cared a lot about me. Um, and I've had some falling outs with people in my life that I thought were there for me and cared about me. And I was 20 years plus friendships that I lost. Um, and I, I said this before on my story on Instagram that, you know, after the friendship with her, she very much so set the bar as far as like what I expect, my yeah. ex with friends, um, even with family, you know what I mean? Because some family, mm-hmm. you know, I, are, are not as special and close and support you like strangers will, you know what That's I mean? That's true. That Your is friend. true. So she definitely set the bar in what I want and how I want to be treated and how I want to show up for people and how they should show up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, But going into that, it was definitely hard to help her and go through it with her. That was tough. That was real tough. Were you, so at what point did you find out that she was sick? Okay. I want to say a year into before she started having the signs. Okay. Okay. So two years leading up to that, three years. There were no signs. She was energetic. She was herself. She looked herself. Everything was normal. It wasn't until like the end of 2019, the beginning of 2020, where I started to see that something was changing in her. Whether it was the energy she was lack of that didn't look normal. Um, You know, she couldn't really drink like she normally could. Not that she would drink heavily, but just Mm -hmm. one drink would be like, girl, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, uh, like I said, that was when those spurts, random, all of a sudden emergencies was popping up. I was in the hospital. Oh, Reagan, I didn't. uh, Where you been at, Daniel? Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I was in the hospital. You didn't know. I meant to tell you, you know, stuff like that was happening. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I really knew it was taking a turn was when we did her surprise bachelorette party. We went out to California. Yes. And she definitely did not she tried her best to keep up, but like after the sun went down, there was no turning up. She just had to go to sleep. Wow. Yeah. And that, that is not like her. No, it's not like her. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I know when it was getting closer to that time, every moment was very special to her. You know, her husband turned 50, she turned 40, you mm-hmm. know, 
it was just a lot of monumental things. She got married, you yeah. know, things were happening within the one year. Right. All last year. All last year. And um, a lot of moments where she was, I think, I don't know, everybody might not think this, but I think she was the strategically placing her friends amongst each other in certain elements. So when it came time, we would know and be able to lean on each other and kind of like crowd around each other and support one another. Yeah. And I think she did that in her own way, but she knew like certain people she had to like connect, you know, because honestly I'm on the bottom list as a friend to me. In, in regards to who her friends are, I think I'm just mm, saying. Okay, Tracy, her friend Tracy, she'd been friends with her since high school, and they were on the teams together. I mean, they were. She was pom pom. She was cheerleading, but they were closer, far more closer than I were. Mm-hmm. I I am with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she'd been knowing Sydney since she was a little girl before high. School. Mm-hmm. Um, Sydney is only 35, so that's five years difference. Yeah. Um, so I'm just saying, like, a lot of those women were in her life far before I was, as far as consistency goes. You know? I got it. I got it. But she made sure all of us kind of, like, knew, started to know each other again. Like, Tracy, I already had a relationship with, but not like I could, I would call her up. Right. And whatnot. And, and Sydney, I just met, obviously, when I met, got back and, you know, rolling with Danielle again. Um, when I met Martinez, they were just boyfriend, girlfriend. I think they were dating a year. Mm-hmm. And um, I met him trying to look for an apartment. Danielle had an apartment. She was trying to rent it away and she just got her house. And I met him then. Um, but I just really, she was just so special to me. Like I almost felt like, because I lost my father two years ago mm-hmm. and I felt cheated when I lost him because it wasn't a closest relationship. He had substance abuse. Mm-hmm. So his relationship with me was in and out, in and out, in and out. And then when when I lost him, we had late in life started to, you know, have some sort of relationship and then he died. So mm-hmm. I felt right. And then when Danielle died, I kind of felt cheated again. Like, dang, I found this person that I click with so much and I, like felt like a sister to me. Yes. So I had to get that off my out my head. Like, you know, you're not being cheated. You know, you have memories. You, this was for a reason. You know, you or her will always be important to you. You know, you needed that at that yes. time. It was yeah. necessary. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, it was def- definitely going to stand out in my memories as like one of the best friendships that I've had thus far. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good night. I'm Dana, a.k.a. DanaMike781 across the social medias, and I am here to tell you about my podcast that is currently streaming on your favorite listening platform. It's called This Should Be in a Book. People often tell me that the things I say should be in a book, but I didn't want to write a book. So I decided to release my knowledge podcast style. New episodes are available every Monday, and you'll be able to listen to my insight on this thing called life, three points into poem style. 
minus the poem. <laughs> so after you finish listening to this podcast, head on over to This Should Be In A Book to listen and subscribe. Hope you enjoy. Did you have, because um, I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience, but did you have time to prepare for her passing? Mm, I would say not until she was on hospice. Which was a week. Yeah, because when she was in the hospital, this very last time, I spoke on the phone with her. So it was a sudden, it was like a rapid decline, very rapid. Wow, because she was working, right? She had been working this whole time. She was working, girl, working, taking care of people. (laughs) She was, for those who don't know, Danielle was an occupational therapist right so she had patients and she was working the whole time had to muster up strength to move patients to clean whatever it is whatever it is she had to do definitely took a lot for her to do it oh yeah Mm -hmm. it definitely took a lot of willpower and physical strength for sure (laughs) and she was not no big lady Right. She was petite. <laughs> Very. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so she went to work. I think she had to be at work at five. Mm. And got off at three or something like that. It's a wow. long it was so a long time. And um she did that up until she got administered to the hospital and couldn't do it. For me, I was just so blown away because there were moments, like you mentioned. 2020, the year before 2020, we were at homecoming. I'm like, she never, I just never thought she was ill. She was the same. I mean, you know, like she never said anything. She always had the same burst of energy. You know, she always sounded the same. I just never knew. I'm like, you telling me she was battling this all this time? That I had seen her, she had been out. And I'm like, I never knew like this whole time. And I will say this, Reagan, I, but in 2020, you mentioned all of the special moments, right? That, that she was trying to celebrate and share. Well, we know in 2020 COVID hit and that just shut everything down. So the last, in 2020, I saw her in February at our friend's birthday party. She was cute. She looked fine. Etc. Right. She mm-hmm. did tell me a little bit about her getting sick and because we were talking about COVID because, you know, that's what everybody was talking about. It hadn't right. hit home yet, but we were talking about it. But she just seemed herself. Right. So that was February. Let's right. fast forward into like the summer months and you all were celebrating your birthday. You were posting and I was seeing pictures of her on your page. And I'm like, because she had stopped posting a lot. Yeah. She, yeah. she was never a huge poster, but she had stopped posting. So I'm on your page, I'm like, oh, there's Danielle. But then her skin looked, she looked different to me. She did. Mm-hmm. She looked different. And I was like, this don't look like Danielle. Like this, I, I was just, I was concerned. Yeah. I'm like, this don't really look like Danielle to me. But I was just like, okay, I, I'm, you know, I just hope everything is okay. And mm-hmm. then I saw another post and whatever whatever makeup i don't know who did her makeup or whatever but her skin just looked so different yeah i was really worried and and she looked a little smaller too 
mm-hmm. it was already petite. So then that's when I got really concerned. Like, okay, I told our, our mutual friends, I'm like, hey, I'm seeing pictures of Danielle. I hope she's good. I'm going to reach out to her. Reached out to her. We had lunch. Again, we, we must have sat there. We talked for hours. She never said Let, anything. No. Ne- we talked about everything under the sun. And <laughs> she never said anything. So I said, well, well, you know, maybe it was stress. You know, people got stressed over COVID. People, yeah. I know people that had lost weight. You know, I was just hoping for the best, right? I'm like, she didn't allude to anything. And then she got married. And I was just, I was just like, well... I'm just hoping for the, you know, again, I don't know anything. So I'm like, I'm hoping she's good, right? Mm-hmm. Started the wedding, she looked happy. You know, she looked joyful. Again, she looked smaller, right? She did look different, but I was just like, just hoping for the best. To get that news, mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And that's the hardest. Me up. For all of you, all of us, especially people who did outsiders who didn't know because she like, it was like told to us, like now that you know, don't say nothing. Right. And I understand. Yeah, don't say nothing because I don't want people to treat me no different. I don't look at me any different. I don't want people like she definitely, she didn't want that to be the every other question. Yeah. Why? How are you feeling today? You know, the her thing was, I need y'all to take this away from me for the moment. Like, let me get encapsulated in y'all's conversation, y'all day. Let's go have fun. Let's go eat. Let's go drink. She may not even be able to drink the drink, but she will order that drink and sit it there. Mm, wow. She probably, she didn't, she might have, but towards later, in 2000, there was, she wasn't really, she couldn't indulge without it being some complications or her feeling ill the next day or something like that. So we had to take all that consideration, but she didn't want us to not do it. She need, She's like, she needed us to do what we do. She I wanted need, that normalcy. Mm-hmm. Mm. The last thing she did as far as like a get together was a pre-Christmas party at our house. Mm-hmm. We had drinks. I made, what did I, have? I made something with Bailey's and oh, hot chocolate Bailey's mm-hmm. with graham crackers and something else and something else. It was so good. And everybody was drinking. We had the fireplace going. We were singing. It was karaoke. And she was just sitting enjoying it had her legs you know how she'd be all folded up like mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> and, and was enjoying every bit of it and that was the last thing we had at her house before she went to the hospital and it was just mm, it was it was man no i i didn't want it to believe it i her husband didn't want to believe it. Like, you know, he tried everything. We're going to give her sea uh, moss. We're going to give her, yeah. you know, just, and that's his job. His job is not to be consumed with what other people are saying. It's like, you know, whatever you feel like your wife needs to make her feel comfortable, to keep hope. Yeah. Whatever little hope. Yep. 
Oh, some people are just realists where the doctor says shit is over. Right. Okay. Some people are like, no, God got the last say. So when they brought her home on hospice, she won't post the last 72 hours. She lasts almost two weeks. Yeah. Mm. Until she seen everybody. She had a godmother, family members, relatives and friends from Tennessee, from uh, Vegas. She she didn't go nowhere to everybody. She seen everybody that she thought she should see. Mm-hmm. Those flowers rolled in, all those cars, encouragements, and blessings, all that came on in. Everybody had their moment with her before she couldn't communicate. Because she was, when I, I was able to see her when she came on my hospice, she was still able to grab my hand, respond to where I could understand her, not look at me. Okay. About five days after that, not so much. Not so much of a gripping on my hand. And I've never been through that with anybody. Like now I once. have, and it is the hardest thing. Oh my God. You know, yeah. and I didn't realize, you know, that prior to this, I tell my grandmother this a lot. She had a, my grandmother had a car accident in June of last year. Mm. Was on unemployment. So I had to help my grandmother. She couldn't stand on her legs. She had tibia, a, a, a long metal rod in her leg and everything. So I had to help her transition from like the wheelchair to the bed, clean her, put her in the shower. Like I'm getting all of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting all of this, uh, I guess, training. Yeah. Preparation. Preparation for something I didn't even know I was going to be doing. Wow. When her husband, I mean, because she didn't have any a sister that was there yet. Her sister mm-hmm. was out of town. So me, Sydney, her husband, her cousin, Shanice, uh, her aunt, we took turns. I would spend the night with the husband and Sydney and I. We would get up if she need food, if she need she need that. So it was like all a collective effort mm-hmm. to this transition is I don't know, seamless, it's comfortable for her. Oh, yeah. But in that moment, I definitely felt like like I owed that to her. I owed mm-hmm. it to her. And I felt better when it was her, it was time. Like, okay, she knew I was there. She yes. knew I she knew I loved her. She knew how much she meant to me. And um, I don't know. I just felt like God had prepared me in advance to see, you know, be able to physically do it. You know, yeah. Emotionally, I was wrecked. That wasn't gonna change. I would have to right. step up on multiple occasions, but. As far as like physically be able to do it without looking at her and be like, this is my friend. I was kind of just an autopilot, like whatever you need me to do, let's do it. Right. Let's. Um, but yeah, that was tough. That was so tough. It changed. Yes. I bet it did. Um, our, my uncle went through um, his bout with cancer and that was why I experienced my aunt and my uncle um, go through that. And just to see yeah. them gradually change like that, Danielle, I, I've never seen somebody be able to do as much as she was able to do up until the end. I've never seen anything like that. 
with my aunt and my uncle, they were down for a while until, you know, they passed on. Yeah. So they were up and then they were down like bed rested hospice for months and months and months, you know, so I was able to see the slow decline, them talking to them, not being able to talk so much, you know, the, right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's just, it's um, painful. Right. Um, I know for a lot of the, uh, a lot of our friends, a lot of the friends um, that went to school with us, went to TSU, you know, it was just like a, a gut, like, because of course, people that don't live, they don't know, right? So you don't see anybody. And then you start seeing posts on social media, like pray for Danielle. So right. during COVID, I think people were just like, does she have COVID? Like what's going on? You know what I'm saying? That's the first thing people want to think. Like, I don't know, like pray for her, what's going on? So people didn't really know what to think. So to hear that it was fatal, it was a gut punch um, because they're like, man, I just saw her here. I just, we just saw her there. Like how long? But my question to you is, did she undergo chemo in it? Did she take the natural route? Like, what was her process? What did she attempt to do? Because I know Martine, her husband mentioned that they had yeah. gone out the country and stuff. Like, what did they, did they try everything? Oh, they tried everything. They tried um, definitely chemo. She was going through chemo when we went to L.A. So uh-huh. I said something real stupid. So we, so we playing, we in the room, we had been walking and stuff. And so everybody's like, girl, I'm finna jump in the shower, finna jump in the shower. And so Danielle like, girl, bye, I'm finna put these pajamas on, I'm getting in the bed. And I was like, girl, if you don't get your dirty feet ass in the shower, right? Just my ass stuff. Girl, why she says, that is not dirt. My feet are dark from chemo. I felt so stupid. I know. But I didn't know she was going through chemo. She wasn't sharing like that. Yeah. So it did. It changed the skin on her palms and on the bottom of her feet. So that's when I found out. It was almost like she had to say something. Wow. Shut up. That was just, what, July or August or something like that? Yeah, like August, like July, August. Damn, that's crazy. They did go to Mexico um, to get some, like, chemotherapy, like, holistic stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, basically, they was trying a little of everything. Yeah. And I've elongated the time that she had initially because she found out along, I want to say, four or five years ago. You lying. Bye. I don't believe you. She She found out what? About four years ago. Yes. Wow. Yeah, so like right around the time where I started reconnecting with her. What? She didn't mention it not one time. And I guess it wasn't really affecting her either. She yeah. Issues. She was eating anything she wanted, drinking, staying up late, like, you know. And I guess, you know, yeah. So she was, she had a good couple years knowing. That she did. Yeah. She did because when we were just at home, I mean, you just would never. That's great. That's blowing me away. Yes. Never acted sick. Just was just was fine. Like, yeah. And I guess a, I want to say that that spirit kept her going. Like that yeah. 
this to see the normalcy kept her going. Cause just imagine like a lot of people, like when you find out you're sick, you stop doing certain things because you feel like you're not supposed to. Yeah. And the light starts to tear down your body and everything like that. But I guess her continuing her rhythm mm-hmm. her at work, cause she's working two jobs. Right. I remember that her saying that. Yeah. So she did the hospital and then she did like home care. Yes. So yes. And I think when the COVID came, it they had to stop that altogether going to people's homes. Yes. So when she stopped that and was just at the hospital, mm-hmm. but from Christ to Rush. Mm-hmm. So she was at Christ, I think, well, first and then something like that. But yeah, so she was juggling two jobs <laughs> and then down to one. Yep. And and was fighting cancer the whole time. And fighting stage four lung cancer, honey. Yes. Some, some people would say, well, she wasn't a big smoker. She wasn't a smoker. And I, I don't even understand if that's hereditary because I want to say, I want to say her mom had the same cancer. That's okay. what, that's what I've heard, but I don't know if that's solid, but I know she passed of cancer mm-hmm. and I want us the same, same way of dying. Like her mom kept it a secret as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I just, her spirit, her, you know, looking back at it all, you just, you're so amazing. I'm so inspired by her, you know, yeah. at the same time. Cause I'm like, we sit up, we complain about yep. so Man, much. so much. And the new girl I'm at the DMV, baby. <laughs> right, okay. And we complain about so much, so much. And this girl was living her best life. Well, we, I mean, she was living, okay. Yeah. And was fighting cancer this whole time. I, you know, on, on the one hand, it's like, damn, I just, I wish I had a chance to just be there, you know, but she did it how she wanted to do it. You know, she did things her way. She did always, always. And was not apologetic about it. This is what it's going to be, you know? And she had so many aspirations. Like she was always trying to do new stuff, invent this make that i mean if she took me to one more michaels or one hobby lobby i was gonna pull my hair out because i'm not that inventive you know what i mean right i crafty i don't want to color no mugs i don't want (laughs) to make no reefs you know what i'm saying that's not but uh she was definitely about that and she was about like tapping into you know different revenues uh uh, streams of income and like she was all about that and as she should she had a special taste okay okay yes she did (laughs) (laughs) how to get all the coins from every which way yes she definitely encouraged her friends to be the same way which i appreciated and and, you know it definitely resonates with me i always like i tell people i'm gonna get a, a wristband to say what would danny do you know, like how they say, what would Jesus do? Because oh, right. she always mm-hmm. a little sane or what you don't do this and girl, no. And she was just amazing all around the board. And was a giver and she looked out for some of everybody. 
uh, all the time. You know, I was very uh, impressed by her ability to care more about others, you know, mm-hmm. and not nothing in return, like her expectations to get things or, you know, somebody to pay it for were her. That's not what she was. She didn't care about that. She just wanted you to do good and she wants to help you do it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. She was special. And I think, like you said, at the memorial, everybody said the same thing about her character, about her personality is straight across the board. Mm -hmm. I was I was I was actually uh, very pleased about, you know, everybody's stories because it kind of took a life of its own. Like we we didn't know what we wanted the memorial to be. You know, we knew we wanted it to have her essence in a way you know what I mean um and her husband he was definitely nervous about the what it would look like how it would flow right this and that Mm -hmm. so once everybody kind of started telling the stories about Danny it kind of like took a life of his own and it was like really special I agree it was it was it was great to hear all the stories that was probably (laughs) my favorite part and of course the live band oh yeah Mm because oh my god that took me back to her wedding. I was just like, what? Yeah. Now yeah. we we at with you know what I mean? It, I couldn't believe like I agree. The music has taken me back to the most special day. Mm-hmm. And now it's here for this purpose. It's just oh mind blowing. Yeah. It was oh. a lot. It, that was a lot. Cause I'm like, wow, the last time I saw this band was at her wedding. And then now, months later, mm. girl, girl, yeah. took me out. I my by the time that memorial was over, I was done. I was done. I was I I was fulfilled. I was very in good spirits by the end, mm. but it was an emotional roller coaster. Had to be, especially because you had been there mm-hmm. every step of the way. So the culmination of all of that happening, yeah, I know that had to be a whole lot. Hey guys, I'm Shari. And I'm Sharice. And we are the Optimistic Divorcees, two happily divorced women who are optimistic about life, but real about love. Catch our new podcast on your favorite podcast platform with new episodes dropping every Monday, where we talk about life, love, and everything in between. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Opt Divorcees. That's T H E O P T D I V O R C E E S. Bye. Memorials, um, I'm generally not as emotional, but I, I I was super emotional at that memorial. I don't know. I, I just, well, I didn't expect that, but I yeah. was really, I was really torn up again. Cause I just think it's still a shock factor. You oh know? yeah. And it's definitely like, okay, her birthday is August 27th. So it's like, I'm sure we're going to be doing something to celebrate her in some capacity, mm-hmm. but just so like I feel like she not gone like what yeah I mean um yeah it's just it's gonna take a lot a little bit of time for everyone to like kind of let it be what it is it's not settled yet doesn't feel real doesn't feel real Mm -hmm. she was so young obviously she was so young um and I know she had so much more she wanted to do 
Mr. Dushar's life was just getting started. I know and Martinez, you know, I check on him all the time from time to time because I know if anybody's going through it the most, it's him. Yeah, you're right. It's him. Mm-hmm. I, I sometimes I be in my selfish little mind, just worried about my own feelings and how she affects me and how this affects me. And but he's the one living in that home where everything. Danielle, all, her, all around. So, you all know, her touches all everywhere. Her, you know, so, yeah, I just pray for him that, you know, he gets um, some type of healing throughout this. And shoot, I don't even know. I mean, him being 50 is like, is he ever going to? meet anybody that he want to be with that he feel like it's okay to yeah. move forward in his life was this it for him you know it's just all those little things you think of like oh yeah i've seen him i've seen men his age and older thank god be able to find you know love and companionship again so I think it's wonderful that you're staying in contact with him and I'm praying for him for sure. And her sister and just everybody, everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, her loss left a void in I'm praying. Yes. Yes. What would be your message? Like if you had a message to give to people, to anybody listening, um, what would you say about Danielle? What would you say about this overall experience? Okay. Um, I think I would say, well, uh, a couple things. Um, don't take your friendships for granted. Um, and also don't think that your, your space and people's lives aren't valued because, you know, I definitely feel like she, I had value to her. You know what I mean? Everybody you don't have value to, you know, a friend of of many. But I think she definitely valued me and I valued her as well. And I think that we don't value each other as we should in life in general, um, because everybody is important. Um, And, you know, it it definitely changed me. It grew me up. I don't know. I mean, I was grown already, but I'm just saying it, it definitely made mature me in a way where, you know, I don't have sisters and brothers. So, you know, friendships me are a little bit more special than others. I guess. Yes, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hold on to a lot of friendships with, uh, like like a family you know what i mean mm-hmm. um, and then just value every day and make it purposeful you know mm-hmm. I, I would say you know because i i definitely without me knowing i was making these memories with danielle throughout these different occasions and storing them up i just didn't know what i was storing them up for mm. So I would say, like, make make every day purposeful. Make sure you value people and let them know how they how you feel about them before it's too late. Yeah, yeah. It was um uh, something w- when she passed away, and you know everybody was posting on her page and stuff like that. 
it was one particular comment that really stood out to me. Uh, it was short, super sweet. And I think the, the guy said something like, you know, it's amazing how you take for granted that you had somebody in your childhood that you would have them in your adulthood as well. Yeah. And I was like, dang, that's just so true because we're just living day to day. We're still young, you know, and you just don't think really. I mean, you, we know what's possible. We know that death occurs and stuff like that. But you just don't think that you won't necessarily grow old and have time with your friends. We just take time for granted. You know, yeah. we take time for granted. And that's that stood out to me like, wow, you're right. You know, you had them in your childhood, but you don't know. Right. You don't know how long you have somebody, you know, and every word you said, take your loved one. Don't take them for granted. Cherish every moment. Create moments. Yes. You know, that's another thing too. create moments like she did. Yes. Come to the house, hang out this, that, you know, that's creating memories. Yes. Yep. And I mean, she didn't care. I mean, it didn't have to be anything. It was just Saturday. Mm -hmm. you know I mean it was just Friday after work you know yeah. it didn't really have to be a reason or a rhyme or a reason it just was man I want to see y'all I want to spend time with y'all I want to laugh I want to choke you know it's been a long day you know mm -hmm. let's reminisce or whatever it is we're gonna do but she was good for that she was definitely good for that. And I, I appreciate that about her. And I'm going to take that with me. I'm going to use that, you know, because I definitely, it's not always about like going to a five-star restaurant. Sometimes it's just, let's go in the backyard. Yeah. Let's, let's just have fun. Let's, you know, everything mm -hmm. have to be, let's spend a gang of money. Right. You know, because, I mean, that's just wasting money anyway. <laughs> I mean, we, <laughs> at home but I'm just saying <laughs> I mean she knew that those close uh, intimate moments in her yard we would re remember forever yeah. she did that um, the best way she could I appreciate it I had fun I got all the pictures videos <laughs> I mean I, I would never forget her wedding night I thought that was like the most beautiful wedding it I was so beautiful I mean, and I've seen a lot of weddings. I mean, your wedding pictures was awesome too. Thank it was, you, boo. It was beautiful. Your wedding was beautiful. Thank you. But um, yeah, she just she's amazing. She's amazing, and she is. We gonna miss her. We gonna miss her a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. Beyond, beyond. But like you say, I think it's cool to do something on her birthday. Yeah, like that'd that be super dope. Have to. We're gonna just figure keep it out. Our memory and her spirit alive. Cause it's alive. Yeah. Just to keep everybody in the same vein, keep yeah. the community, keep the village that she created. I think that's super dope. Yes. So we're gonna be planning something, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, Reagan, thank you so much. I just appreciate you um sharing with uh the listeners and um hey it's for a good cause Danielle meant so much to so many people so um just an honor to do it thank you Faith and I love your platform you're so amazing thank you you too <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in to today's show 
feel free to follow Faith Over Everything podcast on the following social media platforms. Faith Over Everything underscore podcast on Instagram. Faith Over Everything podcast on Facebook. And email is faithovereverythingpodcast1 at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, share, rate, and post. We appreciate the support.